This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Let's read again. We've been talking about types of prayer. And the first service, we spoke about prayer of thanksgiving. And second service, I talked about watching. Let's read again, that's Ephesians 6, 18. Just as our foundation before we take our seat. Praying always. With all prayer. That means we have to pray every time. And the Bible says that all prayer, that means there are different types of prayer. All prayers and supplication in the spirit. We're talking about watching from the latter part. Watching, being watchful to this end. But this service, we are going to something else. So let's read again. 1 Timothy 2, 1. The Bible says again, I exhort first of all, therefore, that supplication, prayers, intercession, and giving of thanks. I exhort therefore that first of all, supplication, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. So four types of prayers are mentioned here. There is a prayer called supplication. There is a prayer called intercession. There is a prayer called prayers, which is a prayer of petition. And there is a prayer called prayer of thanksgiving. Now there is another prayer called prayer of faith. Now, if you don't know the difference, you are going to model things up. And I said that the spiritual uh, realm is like you, are, you play both basketball and football. They both have ball in their names. They use ball, but the rules are not the same. One, if the ball touches your leg, is problem. One, if the ball touches your hand, is problem. But they are both football, basketball. Also, I mentioned that just for us to remember that these prayers are not mutually exclusive. They are prayers that are intertwined together. Somehow, they're like five fingers. Somehow, you will end up praying all of them together to make sense spiritually, but not at all times. So, I want to step just on another one that will start today, maybe continue again next week as God grants us the grace. There is a tower prayer that is called intercession. You can have your seat. Thank you for standing for a while. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Okay, next week I will make us sit down faster. I promise, by the grace of God. You know, when you are standing and you are the one preaching, you are not conscious of the fact that you are standing. But if you are not preaching and you are standing, it's more difficult because you are not speaking. When you are speaking, you don't know that you are standing. So I'm not feeling that I'm standing now. It's after service, we know that you have stood. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> okay. What is intercession? First of all, I want to show you why this particular prayer is unique. Isaiah 59, verse 14. Judgment is turned away, justice stands at Pharaoh 15. The truth followed. The Lord saw it and it displeased him. There was no judgment. Verse 16. And he saw that there was no man and wondered that there was no intercessor. Therefore, his own arm brought him salvation and his righteousness is sustained him. God was surprised that no intercessor to make intercession. Ezekiel 22 30. Then we go down to verse 33. 
I sought for a man among them that he should make up an edge and stand in the gap before me for the land that I should not destroy it, but I found none. Next verse. Therefore I poured my indignation. The prayer of intercession, they call it in some cases, and two cannot. It's separating, standing between. This is the prayer that stops judgment against a person. It has to be that somebody is mediating between two people, usually between God and man. And this makes this prayer very unique. Listen, if we we'll take that Isaiah, that Ezekiel 22, literally, you'll begin to understand that the reason why anyone will pay the penalty for their mistake, the reason why your mistake will count against you, the reason why you will suffer the consequence of whatever you have done in the past is when there is no intercession. The Bible says, God said, I am, though I am angry, I don't want to pour these rods, but I am a just God. When I see injustice, I have to act, except that an intercessor stops me. He says, so when I saw that the land was filled with violence, I was going to punish them, but I was hoping I won't have to punish. That one man would just show up and intercede, but I found none. So I poured my anger on them. Ah. Oh. If a Christian does not pray and God finds somebody to intercede for you, you will still be bailed out. And I'm going to show you that this is a ministry that we co-share with Jesus. Honestly speaking, a man of God said that on TV and I totally agree with him. If you do have people praying for you in life, your path will be hard. Settle that in your heart. That's the truth. Wise people know if you don't have a mom or a praying father, join a praying group. I am telling you right now. But to limit yourself to your own prayer. After we've been saved, after the Bible says we know not how to pray as we ought, but the Spirit makes us that Romans chapter 8. God didn't stop there. Hebrews 7 25. Hebrews 7. Wherefore, this is talking about Jesus. Let's start from 24. But this man, because he continued forever, had unchanging priesthood. Oh, let's start from, because we are the problem, let's start from 22. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? By so much was Jesus made a surety of a better testament. Go to verse 18. Oh God. <laughs> For there is the sign of the first commandment, verse 19, because it was not profitable. For the law made nothing perfect. Then verse, verse 20. Inasmuch as without a oath, inasmuch as not without a oath was he made a priest. Verse 21. Now, for the priests were made without an oath. For those priests were made without an oath, but this one with an oath by him that said unto him, the Lord swear and said, I will not repent. Thou art a priest. In the old covenant, let me just explain because we have to go to from verse 1 to understand the writer of Hebrew was comparing Jesus and the high priest. 
And he said that Israelites were able to get far with God because there was a priest who will enter once in a while, put the blood of animal on himself, and sprinkle the blood on the people, and that will cover them for one year. Because sincerely speaking, from what you think, to how you think, to what you say, you are always in error before God. What saves you is intercession. God is too pure for a man to be compatible with. So the priest will cover them for one year, but Hebrews spotted the problem that the high priests of those days, they will wear the names of the people in their church. God commanded Aaron that the 12 tribe of Israel must be written on your chest in that veil, that breastplate he was wearing. Because every time he appeared in the holies of holy, he must appear on behalf of the people. God must see the names of those people at his chest and then the tribes will be protected. But he himself we have to start by pouring blood on his head and then he has to wash his garments. But the Bible said that even though he could cover them for just one year, there was still a limitation. Aaron could not live forever. Every priest would die one day. Number two, every priest had their personal infirmity. There might be a day they are supposed to pray. They might have malaria. So the Bible said, but there is a priest that liveth forever. And the Bible said, the reason why this one gives you an advantage, why does he live forever? Verse 25. He lived to make intercession. So even though Jesus has ended his ministry on earth, his ministry in heaven is still ongoing, and what he does is to intercede. It means that somebody standing between two people to make peace at the center. No high priest could do his success because, number one, they could not represent God. They already had a contaminated blood. But Jesus, oh, thank God, Romans 8.34. Again, I just want to show you. Now, we will go back to... Who is it that condemns it? It is Christ that died. Rather, that is risen again. Who is even in the right hand of God? Who maketh intercession for what? Say amen to that. Amen. Thank God that somebody is speaking over me. From above. And you know what? It does this in two ways. He does it there. He also does it through men or not. That's why he puts burden in some people's hands to pray for you. It's part of the ministry of your high priest. As he's doing it in heaven, he's also uh, touching men to do it for you or not. Because some matters must be settled here, not there. Can I hear me? Is somebody with me? So God said, I sought for a man. He's not looking for a man. Now in Exodus 32. Exodus 32. Hallelujah. I think maybe around that verse 14. You know, they provoked him. And Moses went down to the mountain. Verse 15. 14. And the Lord repented from the evil he thought to do. Let's start from 11. What happened here? And Moses besought the Lord and said, Lord, why are you so angry? <laughs> if you start from the beginning, they began to worship the golden calf. And God said, honestly, I swear, I will deal with these people. But you know what? When God says, anytime God wants to release judgment, it will only happen when there's no intercessor. He told Moses that I'm going to deal decisively with these people. Now Moses said, ah, no, you have found an intercessor. He said, you can't do that. And Moses began to give God reason. Why do you, against which you have brought out of the land of Egypt, with your great power, with your mighty hand. Next verse. 
What would the Egyptians say? They would say, you brought them out and you couldn't take them in. He said, turn from your feast rat and repent of this evil against thy people. Can you imagine a man telling God to repent? And the next verse, <laughs> remember Abraham. I, we will talk about the process of intercession another day. You must know what to say. Yes, it's not the kind of prayer actually that you can start after eating a bowl of him and just sit on your bed and say, Lord, you see, just have mercy on that family. Because <laughs> Abraham interceded. Moses interceded. Daniel interceded. When you are doing so, you identify with the people's sin. And that can be a dangerous thing. Ah, when there are intercessors again in the body of Christ, calamities will disappear in our midst. Inter if there is a pregnant sister, she has made a mistake that should cause a problem with that pregnancy. If there can be intercessors, because it is on the platform of intercession that the justice part of God is at peace. His eyes are too pure to behold iniquity. Think of God as a righteous judge, but this righteous judge is also merciful. So when he sits on his throne, he can be so righteous. And the justice can be so terrible. At the same time, it can be extremely merciful. What brings out this second part is that when he finds a man, somehow he needs a man to remind him that, boy, you are merciful, you can't do this. That was why Moses said, so Moses said, what would they say? He said, remember Abraham. Didn't you swear to Abraham that you will take his disciple, his disciple to the promised land? And he said, I still go remember that it's true. What about Isaac? You promised these guys. And you want to kill their kids like that. And next verse, verse 14. And the Lord repented. Ah! He said, oh boy, now fold my hand, fold my hand. It's okay, no problem. Is that what, what you're saying? This thing happened two times. In Numbers 14 again, I think from verse 11. They found themselves in the same scenario. They sinned more against the Lord. The Lord said to Moses, how long will these people provoke me? I am angry. They will not believe me for all the signs that I have done. Verse 12. I will smite them with pestilence. I will disinherit them. And I will make them a great nation. May you have a leader like Moses. A pastor. It's a blessing. And you have them here. Honestly, those who love you genuinely. If God said that to somebody else, you will destroy them and make me a great name. Okay, I carry on. Especially because these people had provoked Moses himself. They vexed him till he sinned. Korah rebelled against him. He said, God speaking, even his own brother and sister. Miriam and Aaron sat down one day, Numbers 13, and said, Is God really talking through Moses alone? And these were the people that God said he would destroy and he would make Moses a great name. He said, You know what? You are also a seed of Abraham. Let me destroy them. If I make you a great name, I'm still fulfilling my promise to Abraham. After you will give back to many children, Abel said, No, no, it's not about me. He said, oh God, no, no. And he began to give God valid reasons. Even though, you know, this way I'm going, this episode, both of Abraham and Moses, they happened on a certain plane, not in a common place. Old Testament, the shadow, trying to tell you something. In the case of Abraham, God was going to Sodom and Gomorrah, Genesis 18. All of a sudden, he branch Abraham's house, then he left. Then he turned back and he said, shall I add my plan from Abraham? Abraham will become great. And all nations shall be blessed in him. 
He said, Abraham, we didn't want to tell you, but let's tell you now. See, me and these two we are going to Sodom and Gomorrah to wipe them off. And Abraham quickly thought about Lot, who had rebelled. Number one, if you are not a Christian working in love, you cannot be an intercessor. We'll get to all this later. Lot just rebelled and moved away from Abraham. Abraham just thought that Abraham didn't know how to say. He thought that, saying to God that a nation of let's say one million people, one man is righteous uh, for the sake of that one man. Abraham didn't know God. That for the sake of one person, God can hold judgment. When people begin to say God will destroy Nigeria because of the sin, as long as there are righteous people here, I know there are many of them seated here this morning who are not part of the perversion or corruption. God will always show mercy to the nation because of you. Amen. Say loud, amen. amen. Hallelujah. Because we've seen prophecies coming from Peter. Where God will destroy all of them. God will do the. Who are the. <laughs> anyway, mind what you believe is very important. So Abraham said, Lord, and he started, he started from 100 or so, that he said, You, give me that passage. And Abraham said, you, you are righteous. If you go to Sodom and you destroy the whole land, what about the few righteous people there? So that is against your nature. To kill the wicked and the righteous together. God knew where he was going, but God allowed him to keep talking. Now, far be it, let's start from verse 24. Paraventure, there will be 50 righteous within the city. Will you destroy and not spare the place for the 50 righteous that are therein? Next verse. That be far from thee to do after this manner, to slay the righteous with the wicked, and that righteous should be as the wicked. That is, that is far from thee. Shall not the judge of the earth do right? <laughs> when intercession gets serious, there is a way you talk to God, you will not raise yourself. One man God and was saying that, Lord, you know that you are not capable of doing this thing you are about to do. That is not a rule there. It's not said on this plane. <laughs> Go to, <laughs> before we come back to 25, maybe verse 20 or 21. I want to show you something there. Go to verse 18. Verse 17. Shall I hide myself? Verse 16. I want to, there's something I'm looking for. The men rose up from thence and looked towards Sodom, and Abraham went to them to bring them on the way. There's a place where the men left and it was just Abraham and God. That's the part I'm looking for. That Abraham stood before God and moved close. That was when he began to say this thing. What verse is that? The men turned, thank you. The men turned their faces from there and went towards Sodom. But Abraham stood yet before the Lord. So the angel left the two of them alone. There are some prayers that you, you get to a level. It is called alone with God. Next verse. And Abraham drew near. Now, this is a picture that God is trying to show the church. Abraham operated under the old covenant then, even though he operated by faith. A picture of the fact that this kind of prayer, you only get to this height. For Moses, he could only talk to God like that. After mountain. He climbed and climbed, not on this plane. Climb and climb to the mountain. Somehow, not that we look for a physical mountain, but this is not a prayer that you just begin to say with your mouth. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, there are dimensions in prayer. It is when you cross to a certain height, 
you can feel that you are present in the presence of the most high it's at that point you are on the plane with god that you can begin to say to him that lord no it's at that place on that plane that destinies can be adjusted and divine plan can be altered there is no plan that cannot change on this plane should there be a negative prophecy against anybody if they make it to this plane or somebody makes it there on their behalf it will be corrected because there is a face to face with the creator of heaven and earth and what that man tells him at that last point there is what will happen I get what I'm saying but first of all Abraham was walking with them then he was alone with God then the Bible said he drew near many times before you begin to intercede we'll talk about that another day you would have spent a bit of time in prayer because these things are by the Holy Spirit it's like you are upgraded you can feel it ah bodies. one day I remember how the woman used to give me a gift then I was just I think I just left you right then I was here to go and serve and close to our house there was this girl very small baby, like very beautiful. I love playing with her. I will carry her. She'll be beautiful. And then I went to you. I, I just came back that time. I was about to go and serve. And I saw everybody was sad. And what happened? She said she was, I mean, she was so sick that they took her from my bed with her to UCH, teaching hospital. And she was going. When the mom told me, I started normally. Oh, Father, and then I was trying to quote scriptures to say, Lord. But as I persisted in prayer, it became worship. Then it became deep intercession for the girl. I just saw that the room where I was disappeared. I was in my room. And then I saw that I entered the world in usage. And I saw faces. Creatures looking funny all around that too deep. And I said, you know you can't touch this girl. And I began to speak to the girl, God's word. By the time I opened my heart, my clothes were dirty. I was on the floor alone in my room. I told the mom that except God is not on his throne, give her 24 hours, she'll be fine and she'll be brought back home. By the following day, without any explanation that doctors could offer, overnight she recovered completely and they removed all the drips on her and everything and brought her home. Paul splitted all the prayers. He said, exhortation, he said, prayer of request, prayer of thanksgiving, prayer of intercession. From time to time, we need, I, at times, what people are trying to use prayer of faith to deal with, you need an intercessor. An intercessor can be yourself. Because the Holy Ghost can pray through you. But sometimes you need to join some other people. Believe me sincerely. This is what, this is what will save some families from patterns. I have ministered to people before that the girl herself told me that, sir, my father was wicked. I thought somebody telling you how many people, children of other people that the father killed. At a point, judgment was coming. Because to deprive a woman, imagine somebody telling, and I've heard that like two, three people. All because somebody said something to the father, he came down from the car and showed the only child of a woman. And because he was wealthy and the case was covered. You see, God sees. And at certain times, so that woman now, who nurtured a young boy to 25, 
another and you took, uh, took him away. And you, are so, you suppose that, oh Lord, I'm sorry, that will just be taken care of. In Christ Jesus, once you are born again, all things are passed away. But there are times that you need intercession under this covenant of the blood to stand that ground that no voice of accuser can cry around you. It is true. Hallelujah. Thank God that Jesus is forever making intercession for us. But we need it also. Hallelujah. There can be a fellowship, house fellowship now. It's not growing, nothing is happening. If a member begins to intercede, for the sake of that member, God can begin to, without the leader even knowing, the reason for the real growth. But we are going to talk about step by step in, but basically that's what I want to say today. It's a prayer of standing between two people. One about to give out judgments, one about to receive judgment, but somebody stands in between and says, no, that judgment cannot come. One has made a mistake and the repercussion of the mistake is coming and somebody stands in between that, no, this cannot be. This guy has done a lot to other young ladies. Now he has a daughter. But the voice of intercession says no. But he has asked Jesus to come to his life. So this cannot happen again. Did you get what I've just said now? Praise the Lord. It's a prayer basically that you pray for other people. Really. Intercessor, you don't do intercession per se for yourself. It has to be on behalf of somebody. Abraham was doing it about Lot and God knew what he was saying. Finally, he got to one person. He said, Lord, look, if you find ten righteous men, that was as far as his faith, he was afraid. And God said, if I find ten, I will spare the city. But God knew what Abraham was going to say that he was afraid of saying. And for his sake, Lot was saved from the judgments coming over Sodom and Gomorrah, a place where he chose by his covetousness. Because Abraham prayed. Have you notice that people were praying mothers? I don't know too many praying fathers. It doesn't mean men don't pray, but praying mothers are more common in history. That there is a way they are children. Almost all great men or God, great people will tell you so many people of their mother praying. Many times the mother herself might not become somebody great. But later, the children, not even in ministry, only, even in life, prosperity and everything. So even they know that they are where they are because somebody took it upon herself to pray. Yes. Yeah, there are some other people you don't have anybody pray for you. <laughs> when somebody else mom was fasting and praying, your own mom. Let's not go there. <laughs> now, you are not supposed to go home and be blaming them. No. Maybe they were not born again there. You can't hold it against them. But the question is, how much prayer surrounds your life? Now you can join prayer units. Now you can call five of your friends together and all of you begin to pray. Please, everybody, I've said it before, don't stand alone. Yes. I have said it for that. Build protocols around yourself. That will be so difficult for the enemy to get to. 
Don't do one layer. One layer is dangerous. If you are going to Asura to see the president, you know how many security posts will pass through. Even if you are robber, you change your mind on the way. <laughs> because you are going to pass through several. And if the president should come here now, one day, I think two weeks ago or three before I travel, we we're going on this road and we saw Mopos and everything all over the road. And somebody beside me said that he's the president. I said, No, this is not the level of president. That it must be that the governor is around this area. So if he's president from the front of the church, you see soldier here, even though he's around Fela uh, uh, Shrine there, if the president comes to shrine, everywhere here in the Kenya, you will know that it's around. Layers upon layers of security. I won't tell which president that uh, one president, many years, one military president that came to Lagos that time and discovered they were going under the Kenya under bridge and one funny boy, one man, funny boy, he wanted to release penis or card across them. <laughs> the person telling was actually part of the conversation. He said, he said, see, Pastor, people don't know that some of these people in, on top there, they don't even know what is going on. It's what their chief of staff or anybody will tell them. He said the president noticed that something happened because it was like seven cars away from the president that the guy crossed. They cleared him, went up and landed and died instantly, and nobody stopped. So the president asked the chief of staff, What happened? He said, Nothing, sir. God, they were going to the airport. No, no, that was it. Now John died, died for himself. It just went on. He said the president felt, but he wasn't going to come down and be asking now. So he asked the next person to him that what he said, what happened? And now just said that general, nothing happened. That, that, that nothing happened. And as far as they were concerned, nothing happened. Nobody died. Are you with me? Yes. So they need that level of. So you can assess a president because of these layers upon layers of security. If you don't want the enemy around you, don't create one layer. Your prayer is one layer. Look for some other layers. Yeah. That's why some of us don't go to some places also. It's part of the layer. Because of the constraints shall not come. Temptation needs the right place to meet you to catch you. No matter how lost way a man is now, you won't start sleeping with somebody in the presence of all of us here. There is a protection that some things will give you. Take advantage of it. So if you know you have a problem now, then don't go and visit somebody alone or don't invite up yourself alone. It's part of layer of security. Is that somebody with me? Let's stop here. Intercession. Ah, do you know like Jesus, you are supposed to intercede for people in your house. This is a prayer that you don't pray for yourself, for other people. We are going to look deeply into this. People that interceded in the Bible and how God stepped in. It's a mighty prayer. It can be one person. It can be a group. But you yourself must be under somebody. Apart from, as the Lord is doing it up there, there must be somebody on that also who is speaking regularly over you. It's important. Let's rise. Hallelujah. <laughs> 
Malugo se le mande paria toza ligaratizo se le manda. Hallelujah. Is somebody blessed today? What is happening on Saturday? Everybody, don't miss Mercy Encounter. Saturday morning will be powerful. The last 10 days of the fast, I said, spend the giving praise to God. I can't repeat what I said for service. Our prayer se- our pray session every day from today. Our pray session. Listen to the message of first service where I show them that praise is a weapon. Please, have a praise session every day for the remaining 10 days of the fast. And on Monday, next week, Tuesday, Wednesday, please come to the premises and pray for one hour or praise for one hour. Any time of your choice. Any time of your choice. We do that from time when we are led to that. You will see other people just walk around, worship God, praise God. And if you like, sit in your car, worship God. But come alone, stay away from everybody. You and your wife, you and your children. Do one hour praise or one hour prayer and go back home. Yes. Then Wednesday, instead of service, service, service starting seven, we are going to do six o'clock. We are praying from six to eight. We pray one hour praise prayer. And then we just do one hour other prayer, pray in tongues and everything. Next week's Wednesday, that's the last day of the fast, 38. Not this Wednesday, next week Wednesday. Are you ready? This morning, the word the Lord gave us, and I'm saying it to you again. You know, when I talk about watching, that's why it's very important. I was praying around 4 o'clock yesterday and then till 5 till 6 in between I will stop a little maybe to drink water, check one or two things I will continue even in between I will go to the office, check something come, at times I will try to read, pray a little, I just for like but at the point it gets so serious, then it got so serious then leaders will pray on Zoom from 9.15 to 9.45 so just before the leader's Zoom meeting, around to nine, I was about to be going home. Then I put my bag in the car. And I felt the presence of the Lord. I know you haven't finished praying. Even though there was nothing to pray about again. So I left my bag in the car and came back inside the hall here and locked the door and continued praying. So I put the phone off for leader's prayer meeting. And after another one hour, then I heard the voice of the Lord. He told me why he told me to come back to pray. And I told them that I won't bug you with details. But he said one thing. That from this moment, many people here begin to have results bigger than your efforts. That your effort can never pay for. Yes. He said that among many other things. That I want to show people that I am good and my mercy endures forever. That I can operate beyond their ability and I can give them things that they can never get by themselves. You better say it louder, amen. And watch the kind of testimony that will start coming now. In the present situation of the country, you are going to be hearing people talking about properties that they did not pay a dime for. He added the second one. He said the only thing they should do let them go. 
make a step of faith towards what you want to do. In other words, if you need a car, go find one. Get ready as if you are ready. The power moves when you are ready. Never sit at home and say, one day I will have a house. The type you want, go and find out where they are building it. Talk to the owner as if you are ready and watch what the Lord will do. Did you get what I just said now? Yes, sir. If you don't rise, the power does not move. Whether you want to get married or anything now, I have just told you now an instruction. He said what he will do. He said you make a move as though you are ready and watch what the Lord will do. Is somebody blessed? Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior, and from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.